Today, it's packing. Never easy at the best of times, even more complicated when you've got a lot of sports kit and their Covid times. Hello, it's Mark Shardlow here. Hope you're doing well. I spoke with pole vaulter Holly Bradshaw about the perils of taking her pole vaults abroad earlier this week and Paralympian Richard Whitehead about travelling with his prosthetic legs in the luggage. Well, today it's more the small practical things, but the things you just can't pop down the shops and get when you're abroad in these Covid lockdown days. Now, a few days ago, I spoke with the GB hockey captain, Adam Dixon, who just arrived on tour in Malaysia but was having to begin six days locked down in his hotel room with the rest of the squad. He was perky, but he said, call again in a few days and see how it's going. So I did just that. This time I hooked up too with Tom Sawsby, another squad member, in a nearby room. So, with hours to go before they were let out into Kuala Lumpur, how the six days in their hotel rooms been? Yeah, it's not been it's not been too bad. Uh, myself and Dixie have both brought our Xboxes with us, so we're, we're quite um, big gamers. Well, we're not very good, but we're well. Dixie's better than me. I'm not very good, but I, I definitely spend a few hours on there, and that helps me uh, helps me get through the days. It's actually gone a lot quicker than what I thought it was going to be. Xbox has definitely helped. And before this becomes a gaming podcast, I'll quickly try and steer conversation back on hockey. We've been doing loads of group-based workouts, uh, which have actually been really nice just to speak to people and just have a bit of a laugh like we would normally do. Yeah, it's 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 not been too bad. I'm certainly ready to get some fresh air because we don't even have a balcony. So that like, we've literally been in a box for six days. Wow, you've not tasted the Malaysian air yet then? Briefly from the from the bus to the hotel for all of 10 yards and then, then back into confinement. What have you brought with you? I mean, I, I just saw Team GB listing the things they're, they're sending to Tokyo that should arrive any day. 45,000 tea bags, 7,000 packets of crisps, 8,000 pots of porridge. Do they strike her chord with you? Have you snuck anything into your bag for this trip? Well, I've I've stuck in a box of cereal, so I'm I'm kind of a creature of habit. So I think I didn't. I, well, I wasn't sure what the breakfast would be like, so I thought if I can get my my cereal that I have every day back at home, then at least it'll make it feel a little bit easier. Which cereal is that? So I'm I'm a Weetabix Minis man. They're the ones with little chocolate chips in. How do you pack them? Because it seems a nightmare for me. Yeah, I mean it was a risk, but I thought it was worth taking for the trip. Well done, Tom. That's good to hear. How about you, Adam? Any luxuries? Well, I spent a a small fortune on snacks before we came away. So I came with two big luggage bags, about 23 kilos each, one of which was mainly food. (laughs) And um, I don't know, there's things in there like saurine, um, loads of biltong, um, dried fruit, a little bit of chocolate, but the uh, nutritionist doesn't know that. Yeah, little things like that. I'm, I'm surprised Saws hasn't got, you know, bags full of Yorkshire tea. I'm, put, I'm sure he has some stashed away somewhere. Yeah, you, you can't trust the, the tea bags over here, I don't think. <laughs> Great to hear the captain's on message as well about what's, what snacks he's bringing. Yeah, you talked about game gaming there. I mean, I also saw that they're, they're shipping out Connect for Jenga and playing cards. Too old school for you, or are you a bit of into that as well? No, we, we've got a bit of a card school. There's a few of us in the squad, actually. So it's been more difficult since we've had to be in sort of separate rooms, but uh, we used to have a bit of a card school in an the evening. There's about seven or eight of us that go down. We've got a little um, got a little book with scores from, from many years ago. Yeah, the, the, the mini group that I'm in with the players and staff whilst we're here, we tried to set up a poker game uh, online, and it turns out that poker's... A, illegal in malaysia if i'm if i'm not wrong so all of the websites where that's 
normally available we've we just haven't been able to make it work so yeah we've had to be creative we've got other things going on there's a, a game called GeoGuessr on which is online and it uses google maps and we've been playing little challenges and things on that so there's loads of different ways to to stay in touch and tom what's your card game of choice then we play whist or estimation i'm not sure if yeah there's a few different names for it i think but that's um yeah that's our that's our game some of the other items mattress toppers and pillows and I know, for example, the cyclists were really big on, you know, exporting beds to wherever they ended up. Do you take anything or do does GB Hockey provide anything like that for you? Is that part of your build-up at all? No, sadly not. <laughs> um, boys will bring their own pillows with them. Uh, I think that's just one of the easiest home luxuries that you can pack. You never know what the hotel room is going to be like. And yeah, just to have that bit of comfort is is often really nice. Yeah, my dream would be to have a team coffee machine that we just cart around everywhere but we've still not managed to persuade the powers that be to loosen the purse strings for that because we've we visited England rugby almost two years ago and uh, saw their setup and they had you know multiple coffee machines and they were those guys get it so good um yeah we're (laughs) we're struggling for we might get an espresso machine if someone decides to pack it from their own home but um other than that we're we're stuck with whatever the hotel provides unfortunately one of my happy behind the scenes sites that you'll know about adam and hopefully you'll experience tom is uh, when 300 athletes arrive at the airport from team gb and uh, in the baggage area there are 300 maybe 600 red bags that all look identical uh, which always amuses me and I have no idea who sorts that out but what is packing like for you what kit do you have to take and in covid times when maybe there's more restrictions like now you can't just nip out and buy a pair of shorts or something like that are there are there more challenges to your trip to Malaysia for example now about about packing and what you need to take with you or have you got someone who just takes care of that well I've definitely got to pack my own bag yeah, I've not I've not really found too many too many challenges with packing. I think you just have to be a bit more thorough. Um again, I have to pack my own bags. It's not something I look forward to and something I normally leave till last minute. It's not unusual to be packing finishing packing, you know, in the morning of a flight. But um this time round I had to make checklists because like you say, you can't just nip to the shop um like we would normally be able to or, you know, use Amazon or something like that if we did forget leave things behind. So yeah, we've had to make sure we've covered all bases. Uh, and it has been tough. It has been pretty tough. Um, but you know, this is it's exactly the same for probably likely for, for Tokyo. So again, it's all, it's all good practice. How many sticks and stuff like that do you take? I take three sticks. To be honest, <laughs> they never break these days. It's probably not like the old days of wooden sticks. So you probably only need one, but you, you've got to have a couple of backups, but they all get, everybody brings their sticks. Um, and we just chuck them into some big coffin type bags. So we try and, you know, pull those, pull those items together along with, you know, the occasional golf club gets thrown in there or putter or something for the boys to keep themselves entertained. But yeah, it's whoever has to deal with logistical stuff and write down the number of bags that we're going to have to check in. It's a pretty, pretty tough job. We've been lucky that the last couple of flights we've been on just on, on our own. So we've had as much sort of cargo hold as, as we like, but that's not going to be the case on any other trips moving forward. So yeah, logistical stuff when it comes to team sport absolute nightmare is there someone in the squad who's a nightmare too who you know you're going to say that's the person who'll forget their passport who'll forget the stick or forget the shorts or something like that i'm not sure if you were on this trip were you on the argentina trip last last year no that was that was before i was in yeah uh we had uh jack waller he's young but he's been around and probably should know better um but we'd 
we'd set off on a five-hour journey from our hotel back to Buenos Aires for, for our departing flight. This is on the way home. And we got a, a message from the hotel saying, you know, is this one of your bags? And it looked like a, just a little wheelie bag and nobody, none of the boys have these sort of little wheelie bags. So I think the manager just said, no, it's not one of ours. And then we got to the airport and Jack realised that he was without one of his um, <laughs> without one of his bags. And uh, luckily, Argentina were then coming over to Europe and playing us um you know, about a month and a half down the line and it had all of his match kit in it. So he was without his, without his match kit for a few weeks. Um, but yeah, Jack Wallace, probably the man. Named and shamed. Um, <laughs> so Tom, with a with hundred days to go, how does that make you feel? You know, what are your thoughts when you look ahead to the Tokyo games as a you know, relatively new member of the squad and hoping to make the cut? It's exciting. I think, especially with the, with the delay and it being pushed back a year, it's kind of all feeling a little bit sort of more real now. You know, we're, we're in sort of a, a more of a build-up phase. We're playing some more games. We're getting some warm weather training. And it all kind of is like piecing together to feel a bit like a building. Whereas, as, as I imagine a lot of people will feel over the last year, it, things have become so sort of staggered and sort of put on, so many things have been put on hold that all of a sudden now it's kind of all going in one direction feels, feels pretty cool. That's great to hear. So you're out of the hotel then tomorrow? What's the first thing you'll do? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of pent up energy, and um, yeah, I think un- unusually for us, it normally you know normally this first session of a trip like this, you, you're out there fighting jet lag, like we spoke about before, and everyone's you have to sort of motivate people to get in the right frame of mind. Where I don't think that's going to be the case tomorrow. Everyone's just going to be itching to be outside, and it's it's probably more likely to go the other way, like trying to dampen things a little bit and if people get too excited or the match play gets a bit too full on I, I don't know <laughs> but yeah I, I just can't wait to be out and just take a deep breath of fresh air and yeah and see the sun properly for the first time in in a week brilliant thanks for joining us guys uh, enjoy the rest of the tour and um yeah ho- hope the matches go well yeah thanks for having us thank you that's gb hockey's tom salisbury and adam dixon all the rest as they start a series of matches their first real overseas challenge for more than a year and that's just about it from today's destination tokyo back next week with some more interesting guests thanks for all the new follows this week i really appreciate it if you have a chance then please do follow the podcast and on spotify or apple podcasts or wherever leave me a review that'd be much appreciated so until the next time see you soon and bye-bye